Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today. It shows a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. It's Saturday, August the 13th, 2022, and my name is Justin, and today I am joined by two of my buddies. I'm so excited to see them. I'm going to start with the one that I talked to most recently. Mike, how are things, man? I'm doing good. A beautiful day here in South Carolina. I'm sure you've been out a little bit. It's been the uh, nice breaking weather. It's been cool. It's got a nice breeze. And uh, more importantly, I'm very excited because I get to celebrate my wife's birthday tomorrow. So I want to wish Laura a happy birthday. I'm sure when she listens to this sometime in the near future, I just wanted to wish her a happy birthday. And it would be not very husband-like of me to uh, wish her a happy birthday. I'd be in the doghouse. So happy birthday to Laura. Um, she is a little bit older than I am, but I won't get into that because I want to stay happily married. <laughs> Happy birthday, Laura. Hope she has an awesome day, man. That's awesome. Uh, my good buddy to my right below me here on the Zoom call, uh, the jet setter himself. I have missed you terribly. I have not spent as much time being able to talk to you this week because you've been busy, busy, but it's good to have you back and to see that smiling face. Mr. Joe Q, how are you, friend? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I just spent the week in Dallas uh, for work. Anybody who says that Florida is the hottest place in the U.S. during the summertime is uh, very wrong. Uh, Dallas was extremely hot. <laughs> so, uh, But it's good to be back. Uh, it was a fun time. Got to meet a lot of great people from my uh, my work out there from all over the country. And, uh, yeah, literally just got off the plane uh, from Jacksonville about an hour and a half ago and looking forward to recording tonight. Before we go on, Justin, just want to say, mm-hmm. speaking of birthdays, happy birthday to Laura. August birthdays are the best. And I want to say thank you to everybody in the DDP family for wishing me a happy birthday on our Facebook page. That was awesome. Got a lot of great messages, and uh, it really meant a lot to me. So thank you, guys. Awesome, dude. Such a great birthday. We're going to have to celebrate, um, you know, maybe next month when I'm down there or something like that. Uh, you know, have a drink. Something. Uh, guys, before we get into tonight's topic, which you all have no idea what it is. That doesn't happen very often on the show, but I came up with something and I thought, you know what? Let's just surprise the guys. This show is going to be a ton of fun, and it's one of those shows that you can play at home with your family. Um, and this is a great dinner table conversation, brings everybody into the mix. And really, you'll find out a lot about people with this topic and what they really love the most at Walt Disney World. But before we get into that, I have something quickly I want to chat with you guys about. So I want to get into a new hobby. Like, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, I want something that I can do. I don't have as much time to go out and golf as I'd like. Um, I want something that I can do at home just in my spare time. You know me. I have a ton of, like, nervous energy. I'm always, you know, really high-end energy-wise. I'm thinking about getting into Disney Lego, okay? Now, with that said, the price point on Disney Lego is insane. Like, it is crazy high. When we talk about, like, my golf membership monthly at the place we're members at is cheaper than buying the castle uh, to do, uh, uh, you know, the Disney Lego set doing Cinderella's Castle. The reason I thought about this is they came out with a small set. It's very affordable. I think I'm going to purchase it. It's a brand-new Haunted Mansion lego set that just came out i think i'm going to start 
in this new, you know, new journey to, to do Lego at 40, you know. Uh, was that something you guys have ever been interested in? And would you be interested in getting started in becoming a Disney Lego part? Like John Castano, he does Disney Lego, loves it, has the castle sitting right behind him every time I talk to him. Mike, would you be interested in something like this? I possibly would. When I was a kid, my hobby was, because, you know, as we go through hobbies, I was in a model building club. So I used to get these, um, these. you would get a car and an airplane. And I think it was like a subscription kind of thing, like that Columbia house. So you would yeah. pay a monthly fee and they would send you a the the plane of the month and then a car of the month. And I would have the, the glue and I would glue them together and you just, you know, pop the pieces off of those, uh, you know, those little templates. And you would glue the specific pieces together, follow them in directions. And then you would put the stickers on and do some painting. So. Um, I, I like the intricate. I like working with my hands. You know, being a mechanic for so many years, I can definitely see how doing the Legos uh, can be relaxing, enjoying, and get to accomplish something. So I definitely think it would be there. Uh, my biggest problem is I wouldn't have a place to put everything when I was done. A, a mm -hmm. nice place to display it. I'm kind of um, I, I've, I've my, my man cave is my garage. I've kind of got everything here. I'm trying to work on our book room. Uh, that we're, we're redoing that Justin's right now. Justin's bedroom, you mean? Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. We're, yeah. we're making it special for you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so we're working on that right now. So maybe I would have some room to put some stuff in there. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, like I said, I would probably enjoy it more if I had a place to display it. So I started doing those. Um, they're the smaller ones. They're like the metal. Well, first, the one thing I did was I did the uh, wooden train. Mm -hmm. um, you can see it there, right? And they sell it at Disney Springs. You can get it at World of Disney. It's the Walt Disney. So, you know, kind of kind of uh, back, piggybacking off last week's episode. Um, that was a chore, man. My fingers were sore. It was crazy. You know, they come on all these little pieces. Super cool, though. Then I moved to the little, the 3D metal ones. And they're super affordable, like 20, 25, 30 bucks. Um, I did the Universal Globe. I did a couple of Cinderella's Castle, um, some of those. But I want to get into something bigger. Joe, is that something interest you at all? So this is something that I don't think I would do personally, but I would say this, that my brother, uh, years ago, uh, my brother used to live with me in my condo back in New Jersey. My brother was a big uh, proponent of putting together Legos. He called it Lego therapy. And it was something yeah. he enjoyed doing. Uh, he would buy these little kits you'd find at Target or uh, Walmart or whatever. And he would always buy one as, as he went shopping. And we'd put them together, and they were great. And then he would kind of lose them. And like Mike said, it's hard to find some place to display them. Um, I don't think I would get into this personally myself, uh, but this is something that if I was at your guy's house or I've been to my brother's where my brother has put together the um, the Disneyland um, uh, train station set, mm -hmm. and that was a chore. Uh, that took three of us, uh, my brother, my dad, and myself, to put that together for my nephew. Um, but you have to have a place to display these. They're actually they're pretty involved, as you, you already know this. They're very expensive as well. So you kind of feel accomplished at the end of the project. So you really need somewhere to put it. So for me, I don't have anywhere to put it. But if there's something where I was at your guy's house, we'd op op crack a, a, you know, a bottle of wine, whatever, I'd be more than happy to do it. But on my own, probably not so much. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to get into it. I think little by little, I'm going to start collecting some and maybe keep them. I'll find a place to, to store them around here somewhere. Um, so does, this, does, does huh. this mean that all the birds in the Charleston area are now going to not be you know, fed? No more birdhouses. Oh, the, are the birdhouses No, I still done? love my birdhouses. I, okay, actually, so I'm only keeping one birdhouse right now because the squirrels have absolutely just gutted my other birdhouses. So now I went and bought the one that if they get on it, it pulls down. It's like on a spring, and then the thing can't get in there, and it's, just, it's the happiest day uh, part of my day when I see the squirrel look in with this dejected look at me, like, you kidding me, buddy? Like, where'd the, where'd the other ones go? You're supposed to be feeding me, too. Um, 
I love my squirrels come right to my window whenever I'm cooking. It's just fantastic. Uh, that gets me into today's topic. Something you guys don't know yet, so I'm explain it to you. It's a little game we're going to play. Hopefully the DDP Today family can play at home as well uh, whenever we're doing this. It's called Pick One. Okay, Simple topic, simple uh, premise to this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three things at the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay, You can only pick one to remain. That means the other two are gone forever. It will completely change the landscape of the Walt Disney World Resort, and it is your fault for getting rid of those two and picking the other, the one thing left, okay? It is not going to be easy, I will tell you this. This was a conversation that was had in our house, and there were arguments and fights because we were trying to figure out what we would pick from some of these. And there are five topics we're going to do. We're going to do attractions, we're going to do dining, character meet and greets, Disney resorts, and Disney transportation, modes of transportation, okay? Uh, do you guys understand the concept? Mm -hmm. Yes. I believe so. Okay. Pick one. We're going to start with uh, attractions, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to elaborate on a little bit why you choose what you choose, and I will play along as well, okay? Here are the first three you have to select from. Only one of these can remain. The other two are gone forever. Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Uh, the one that I'm going to select that I'm going to have to keep is the, probably the toughest three because they're my top favorite three. I'm going to have to keep Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and, and I'm keeping Pirates only because I feel like it's, I mean, the Haunted Mansion is great. I mean, Splash Mountain we know is going to be going through a refurbishment, so I, that's, an, that's the easiest one for me to eliminate because maybe I might not like how the new, uh, how Tiana. The new uh, the Tiana is going to come out. So that's the easy one to say, okay, that, that can go. Um, it's kind of off there in the corner, you know, in the back of the park. Maybe you miss it once in a while. Maybe it's not for everybody because of the scale, the, the drop. So I'm going to get rid of that one, so that's my easy elimination. <laughs> my next two to have to eliminate, which it's, it's like picking out your favorite child, you know, like when you have a... When you, have, you know, <laughs> you're the favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, Haunted Mansion is definitely a, a timeless classic. But again, I'm going to say that maybe it'll eliminate some people that might be a little bit scared of it. So I'll have to get rid of that. I'm going to keep Pirates because it's been around for a long time. It's been a staple of my childhood. Um, I've liked most of the changes that they've done with it, the Johnny Depp add-in and the animatronics. I think they could even refurbish it a little bit more with some more updated animatronics. It would be mm -hmm. really, really cool. Uh, to me, it's a timeless favorite. It's a longer ride. Uh, like I said, it's between picking between your two kids, you know, who you like the best, and I'm going to have to go with keeping Pirates. Oh, Haunted Mansion's out the window. No one ever gets to ride Haunted Mansion again. Mike has gotten rid of it. Joe, are you fixing... That issue, out of those three, Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, you can only pick one, the other two are gone forever. What are you taking? So for all of our DDP family who's been out there listening for a long time, your first inkling would probably be like, Joe is going to keep Splash. And normally I would, but I've kind of come to the realization that Splash is pretty much gone. Like, it's going away. I love Br'er Bear. I love Br'er Rabbit, that whole crew. I know there's a little bit of backstory behind that, but I've kind of come to the acceptance that Splash Mountain is going away. So it's kind of between Haunted Mansion and Pirates. And to me, I'm going to keep Haunted Mansion. Um, it's not the most exciting ride. Like, you know, even in Pir Pirates, you have a little bit of a drop there as you're going underneath the railroad. It's got a lot going on. It's got the big movie franchise attached to it. But to me, Haunted Mansion is classic Disney, like Mike said. To me, also, 
the whole fall season, the whole Halloween season is based around the Haunted Mansion. Mickey's not so scary. Like it's almost like the epicenter for all of those parties. The characters, you know, that come from that attraction. Like it's just there's too much that could, that go on from that attraction throughout the year that's tied to the Haunted Mansion. The overlays that are done to it. It's it's just something that I could not get rid of. It's a ride and attraction that I continue to ride today. If I were to pick one between Haunted and Pirates, or like today, I would always pick Haunted over Pirates of the Caribbean. I just, it's just, it's something that I enjoy. I know it's a favorite of a lot of other people. So I'm kind of like keeping the villagers happy at the same time. But yeah, I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm keeping Haunted Mansion, and unfortunately, my beloved Splash Mountain uh, will be going away with uh, Pirates. I'm gonna step up actually, and I'm gonna be look. Three people, three different decisions. I'm keeping Splash Mountain even with the refurb. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Haunted Mansion. One of my top five attractions at Disney of all time. Absolutely great. Pirates I like a lot. I really do enjoy it. It's, you know, it's, it's fantastic. But for me, when I think about Disney, uh, I think about Splash Mountain. And even though I know Splash is going away, it's funny, man. Uh, like, okay, for example, okay, say we all go to college together, right? And every Friday night, we go to a restaurant, certain restaurant, and we all go there and we get a burger and a beer and we all hang out. And we create memories that last a lifetime. We do that every Friday night for four years, or if you went to college with me, six years. Um, and, you know, it's just that's our spot. You know, let's call it Ray's. We're at Ray's. We go back. We go off. We live our lives. We say, hey, it's 20 years. Let's go and let's get together at Ray's, right? When we get back, and Ray's isn't there anymore, it's called uh, Ann's, right? Still a restaurant, different food, and Ray's has moved down the street. Okay, different building. What makes it more important to us? Is it being inside the same building we were in for all those years or being inside the same named restaurant in a new building you were in? I think it's the same building. That's what I'm going. That's my first inkling. Mike? Uh, it depends. Is Ray's Burgers better? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the memories. We're going for the memories. Yeah, it's that. No, I get it. It's the memories. No, I, I, I think it's a matter of just being with your friends and being in a familiar place. See, and that's where Splash Mountain gets it for me. I'm still on the same ride track. I'm still on the same, you know, kind of building, show building, and all that kind of stuff. I'm still going to have those memories. First time I ride Tiana's multiple times, I'll be like, oh, that used to be there, and that used to be there. and that used to... I can even close my eyes, put my AirPods in, play zippity doodah, and be riding Splash Mountain if I really want to, you know? Um, so for me, it's got to be Splash. It's, it's iconic. I love it. It's fantastic. All right, let's move along. Let's go from classic Disney to new Disney, okay? New attractions in the parks over the last five years, okay? You can only keep one. Joe, I'm coming to you first. Guardians, Rise of the Resistance, Flight of Passage. You can only keep one. Oh, man, that's it's simple, super simple, man. Guardians is, is staying. I wrote it twice uh, last Saturday. Uh, I was lucky to get a virtual queue. I actually paid for a lightning lane. Um, it's Space Mountain on steroids, the newer Space Mountain, which I absolutely love. Um, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm sorry to all our DDP family. Mike, I'm sorry that it's going away. I know it's a, it's a rise is beloved to you. Uh, as great as, as a Flight of Passage is in Pandora, um, that land is still great, and they would put something else in there that would be just as good. Uh, but to me, I'm a coaster guy. That coaster hits every single it's just it's amazing. Um, I love the '80s theming of it. Uh, the Guardians kind of uh, 
movie cinema universe, whatever you want to call it. I'd like to get into that. It seems like something I could get into. Uh, so that's the one I'm keeping. It's just, it's got a lot of potential for me, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah, so I'm keeping Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is staying. Uh, Mike, you have a different opinion, or you're going with Joe? No, I, I, have to, I have to go with a different opinion. I kind of figured that, uh, you know, all three are based on movie franchises, you know, one being, you know, Avatar, Pandora, and then we have the, you know, Star Wars, and then we have obviously the whole Marvel thing. Uh, the, Mar- the Guardians of the Galaxy was absolutely probably one of the best roller coaster thrill rides I've ever been on, but I have to keep Rise because that was more of an experience, a little bit of role playing, and a ride that had a little bit of everything combined in between, um, you know, making you part of the action, the animatronic the scenery just the overall um just the overall experience you have from beginning of the queue till you get off of that that card at the end is is an entire experience and it's a longer experience so i'm gonna go with that guardians was absolutely phenomenal i mean i loved every bit of it um obviously flight of passage would be the first one to go that's that's the easy no-brainer for me Really, really tough between those two, but being a Star Wars guy and going for more of the ride experience, I have to go with Rise. I'm curious to see how you're going to answer this one, though, Justin. Yeah, because, you know, I'm not a huge Star Wars person. I like it, but I'm, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. I think we all three agree that Flight of Passage would be the first to go, which is so weird to say because if we went back five years ago, everyone's going, that's the, that's the best attraction at Walt Disney World, one of the best attractions at Walt Disney World. Um, you know, I, I remember riding it for the first time, and I rode a banshee. Like, I could feel it breathing. Um, I smelled it, you know, the air. It was, it was amazing, like, and it still is amazing, but it's the first one to go for me. I love Guardians. I thought it was a great roller coaster. I think it fills the need of what people are really wanting at Walt Disney World. I think they need thrill rides. I think they need coasters. Look, I just went to Carowinds for the first time up here in uh, South Carolina, North Carolina border uh, a couple days ago. I actually bought an annual pass because it's only two and a half hours from me. They have, I rode like 17 coasters throughout the day. I mean, just coastered out. I love them. I love those thrill rides. It's, you know, it's, it's what I need. This one thing Disney doesn't have that a lot of times I'll go down the street to the other parks to get, get that, that kind of fix there. Um, but with that said, I'm going to get rid of the newest attraction at Walt Disney World. I'm getting rid of Guardians. Rise of the Resistance for me does what Disney is supposed to do. When you walk onto Main Street, you are a part of a story, whether you know it or not. The fact that when I enter the queue, and even before I get on the main attraction, I'm a part of the story being told, I love that. And you can play along. You know what I mean? You can play back and forth you know, with the cast members, and it's just... It's such an amazing experience that for me, I mean, it's 17 minutes of fun, you know. For me, I'm going to keep Rise of the Resistance. I just think if you look at all the lightning lanes across property, Joe, I think that you get your money's worth or most money out of a lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance um, if you're really looking at it. I just love that attraction. So for me, Rise of the Resistance, it is staying, which kind of may shock you a little bit, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised. Not that, but like I said, it's it's the experience that you get. And I mean, if you're a, if you're a 14 year old boy or a 10 year old boy who is just getting into the Star Wars franchise, and you can let your imagination get away with you, that's got to be one of the greatest experiences. I can't imagine doing that when I was watch after I watched Empire Strikes Back or you know Return of the Jedi for the first time in those early years, being able to experience something like that. So for the younger kids, I hope they realize what an amazing experience they have by getting to do that. And I think it's a fantastic I don't even want to say ride, I would just say experience. I I, I agree. I agree. All right. Let's move to we talked about 
the classic attractions. We talked about the new attractions. Let's go to the beloved attractions. And what I mean by beloved, the attractions that have our favorite characters inside of them. Uh, the ones that we love to see. It makes us smile. It makes us feel warm inside as Disney fans. So I'm going to give you three. Coming to you first, Mike. Figment, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, and Peter Pan. Mike, you can only pick one. Which one's staying? Uh, Peter Pan's a no-brainer. That can go. Uh, that's, that's, it's a great... It's, Is it's it the great, most right? overrated ride at Disney? Uh, like, when I you think. really talk about, like it's, like... it's almost like if you get on to watch a movie on... Like, last night we watched The Black Phone. On Rotten Tomatoes, it had, like, 94%. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, horrible. Does Peter Pan have that 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and then it's, yeah, like, a 30? I, 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 under, I understand it's a, it's a great nostalgic ride. It's an older, it's an older ride, and it's, you do it because that's what it is. Or, I mean, and the, the Peter Pan story is fantastic in Tinkerbell, and there's a lot of great things that come along with that. But I just think, you know, people that wait two and three hours to ride that is just, it doesn't make sense. So I, that would be my, my easy cut to go. With the other two, we were talking about, I mean, Mickey and Minnie's, I just, I got to re-ride it after the last, you know, when I got to do it with the, uh, with the pre-show, because I missed that the first time. Really, really good, but Figment, Figment's the face of Epcot, I'm keeping Figment. I know people are going to say you're crazy, and Mickey and Minnie's is a fantastic, you know, newer ride, newer technology. Um, I missed a great movie ride, so I'm kind of a little sour about that, even though as good as Mickey and Minnie's railway is. So I am going to keep Figment. Uh, Joe, Figment, Mickey and Minnie's, Peter Pan. So I'm going to agree with Mike here. Uh, I actually wrote Figment uh, Journey to Imagination uh, last week when I was at Epcot, and I sat there by myself in the ride vehicle, and I giggled because I got to see my little friend, that little purple <laughs> dragon that I love. He, that's the only place that you could see Figment in all of Walt Disney World. If you're taking away Mickey and Minnie's, I know that's like the only attraction that's technically dedicated to the both of them, but there's still characters and friends you can go see throughout the parks. You can see them in, you know, nighttime spectaculars like Fantasmic or whenever that comes back, or um, you know, the cavalcades or parades. So there are places you can see Mickey and Minnie. Uh, Peter Pan, yes, it has that nostalgia, that old school ride. Mike is correct; the story is fantastic. The lines, I don't understand them sometimes, Um, but yeah, I mean, Figment is the only place you can see him. He is the face of Epcot. I know Dave is like screaming at his radio right now, but I love Figment. There's a reason why the Walt Disney Company has seen the value in Figment and has had that resurgence of putting him as the face of, you know, flower and garden, food and wine, uh, all of these festivals, you know, Figment's there. And uh, it's the only place we could see him. He's amazing. He is a symbol of my childhood growing up, going to Epcot uh, as a kid. And I really would love to see them take it to the next level. I hope that Disney, within the next five or ten years, redoes that attraction or expands on it and does something else with Figment because he's really an underappreciated asset to the company. So, yeah, I'm going with Figment. You know what's funny? Like, I love Mickey and Minnie's. I was on Beyond the Mouse uh, with Craig and a couple other guests um, when we did a, a attraction kind of, uh, what's it called? You know, a bracket challenge. And mm-hmm. Mickey and Minnie's won. Like, it, 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 was, it finished first. And it, uh, it either finished first or finished final four. I can't remember. It's been over like a year and a half ago. And um, it made sense why it made it so far. Um, I mean, it was, it, it was, we all agreed, like me and, and Craig and, and uh, um, John, Big Fat Panda was on. And we all agreed. I mean, it just it brings a ton to the park. It's the first time we really see Mickey with his, his own attraction that he's, you know, with the Fab Five in there, like rocking and rolling. But with that said, guys, Figment for me, I, 
I don't know. I guess it's because I, I remember writing as a kid. I feel like it's kind of the last standing structure at Epcot that's not being touched. Like it's still that got that just imagination and the idea of what Epcot was supposed to be. And for me, it just means so much to that park. I think you could take Mickey Minis out and, you know, Star Wars and Rise and, you know, uh, Tower Terror and, you know, Indiana Jones. It's all going to hold together what Hollywood Studios is. I think if you take Figment out of Epcot, it loses its big toe. Like, it loses. I know people are like, well, it's not a thrill ride. You could, you still have Soren and Test Track. I just think it means a lot to that park, and it means a lot to my family. So I agree. First one we've all three agreed on, I'm keeping Figment. I really am. Um, so attractions, there we are. You can see we're kind of all over the place. I hope you're playing along at home with your family. Um, but we're going to move on to something we all love, and that is food at Walt Disney World. Guys, I have four different ones here, okay? We're going uh, to hit table services. We're going to hit quick services. We're going to hit lounges, okay? And uh, I'm really going to pick your brain, and we'll see where we stand uh, do you guys want to start with the easiest ones first or the hardest ones first, Joe? Let's yeah, start the easy ones. The easy ones first? Yeah. Mike? Yeah. Okay. I'll the softball on that one. Let's do softball first, okay? So we are going to start with um, quick services. We're, I did one from each park, okay? So one from Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. And here they go. You have to only pick one of these. The other three are gone. Yak and Yeti from Animal Kingdom. Woody's Lunchbox from Hollywood Studios, Pecos Bills from Magic Kingdom, or Sunshine Seasons from Epcot. Joe, coming to you. I mean, I love Sunshine Seasons. Love it. I think they have great options. Um, we just talked about like old school Epcot, right? And Sunshine Seasons kind of represents a little bit of that old school Epcot still, where in theory, like some of the vegetables and food that they served in Sunshine Seasons was grown in the land pavilion. Uh, and serve to guests there. Um, they have a lot of variety, a lot of options, a great place to rest. It's somewhere I go. Again, I went there last week by myself. It's a, it's a staple. I got some nice fresh fruit there, relaxed, enjoy myself. The other ones, yes, uh, Woody's Lunchbox has some great offerings. It's a newer place in Toy Story Land. Uh, Yak and Yeti's got great offerings as well. Uh, Pecos Bills is like everybody's pretty much go-to in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, the options are limited, right? But, you know, Ever since they took away the fixings bars, it hasn't been the same. But to me, like you were kind of rambling off those options. And when you said sunshine seasons, I had a smile on my face. <laughs> so, I mean, it, there you go. The heart says sun, sunshine season. So I apologize to everybody else who the Pecos Bills fans out there. But that's it's got a lot of great options, and it's it's one that I love. So, yeah, sunshine seasons. Sunshine seasons. Man, that's hard to say three times in a I row. I know, man. Uh, that one stays uh, for Joe. Mike, you agreeing or are you taking it somewhere else? I'm taking it somewhere else, and I'm going to give you my reasoning. Um, Pecos, they they had my heart till they got rid of the free guacamole. Once the free guacamole went, then that's it. Then it's just another just another quick serve for me. So that's if you had said it would have been harder for me if you would have picked for Magic Kingdom Columbia Harbor House because okay. I love the that would have been a little bit harder. I actually like that better than Pe uh, Pecos Bill now. But either way, so Pecos is gone since that was on my list. So that's done. Uh, Woody's Lunchbox had the potential to be one of the absolute best quick serves in all of the parks if they had indoor seating or more seating or some kind of cooled area to be able to, to, to have one of the best tasting soups on a 110 degree day is not refreshing. Um, if that was an indoor area, their grilled cheese is fantastic. They had the potential to be the best. They have one of the best menus when it comes to the parks and the quick serve, but you lost me on that one because the seating is usually horrible. If you want to do the mobile order, 
party. You got to do it like three hours ahead of time on a, on a busy day. So that's out. Sunshine Seasons, we were just there when we were on the last trip, and we were there. They didn't really have a lot that the family liked. There was quite a, quite a couple of different good meals on there. So for them, they're going to be out. I know they've had some good stuff. They rotate the stuff through there sometimes. Maybe we had it on a bad week. Maybe we had it on a day where they didn't get all the deliveries. I don't know. But they didn't really have a lot of stuff for the family. So, uh, you know, listen, I've always said it before. The Yak and Yeti quick serve is better than the Yak and Yeti sit down. So I'm going to go with Yak and Yeti as, as my overall keep that one out of all of them. Interesting. Okay, that's not the one I thought you would go with. So I here's the thing. It's great as as stuff you can't get anywhere else really on property. Um, so I do agree with that. But let me give you my reasoning for where I'm going, okay? Sunshine Seasons, I don't go in there very often. It's, I don't eat quick service at, at Epcot enough to go in there. Most of the time we have like a sit-down meal at 3 or 4 o'clock, kind of right in the middle of the day, and really enjoy a table service. Woody's Lunchbox, I could not agree with you enough, Mike. It had the potential to be amazing but the fact that it is like uh ultimate uh, what was that the uh, gladiators uh you know um what was that show called where you they would shoot the, the tennis balls doof, 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 and oh ultimate, yeah american gladiators american yeah, yeah. it's like american yeah. gladiators trying to get a table around that thing you're diving mm-hmm. on top of tables and stuff and uh, then it's a million degrees for some reason it is hotter there like dave always says uh you know andy's mom plant a tree or a bush or something please um we need some help uh, Yak and Yeti, I like it, but my family doesn't, so I don't eat there quite a bit. I'm going to Pecos Pills, and I do agree with you that it was much better when you had the Fixins Bar. I think it'll come back, you know, now that we're getting out of COVID. Um, but also, when I go and I sit in Pecos Pills, I feel like I'm in old Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's an opening day quick service restaurant. October 1st, 1971. You don't get that very often around Walt Disney World property. Um, so for me, and I, I know what I like there, the, um, the frozen lemonade is awesome. It's so good. Refreshing on a hot day. Um, fajita platter, come on. It's amazing. So for me, Pecos Pills, that is what I'm keeping. So it's interesting. Look, three things, three different, three people, three different choices. Just shows you how this is a great conversation starter uh, in your house as well. All right, let's go to uh, – <laughs> I, d- I did this one just for Joe, um, but we'll all, we'll all three do it. We are going lounges, okay? Because I kind of know what Mike and I are going to pick already. Going lounges. Three lounges around the Walt Disney World property. Joe, we're going to come to you last. I'm going to go before you. Uh, Mike, come to you first. Top of the world. Mm -hmm. Trader Sam's. Outer Rim. Uh, Well, Outer Rim is definitely out. I'm going to eliminate that one. (laughs) Joe's smiling. From the start. (laughs) (laughs) So that one's gone. Uh, you know, Trader Sam's is great. I, I really like it a lot. I've had a huge blast uh, there. I've had some good times. But can be small. can be really hard to get in. It's not open that late. So I'm going top of the world lounge. I think it's one of the best lounges, best view in property. You can get to see fireworks from there. I've had some amazing experiences up there. So top of the world lounge is the one that I'm going to keep. Um, as long as I'm not paying $55 to sit there, that would be great. We'll see if they get rid of that sooner or later. But uh, as of the lounges go, top of the world lounge is my favorite. Yep. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, top of the world is fantastic. I absolutely love it. I love going up there. We own at Bay Lake Tower. Um, and when we stay there, it's an every night thing. We go up almost every single night. I love Top of the World. Like you said, some of our best memories from our first ever DDP trip was at Top of the World. Outer Rim, I stop in there if I am waiting to go eat somewhere or if maybe I'm hanging at the Contemporary. I don't tend to find myself there that often. Trader Sam's is an experience. I said it before. 
you're a part of the story that's going on once you enter Trader Sam's. I collect all the glassware. Um, for me, it's Trader Sam's, no doubt about it. If Sands or butts, yes, it can be a pain to get in there, but once you're in, it's so much fun, man. That story that goes along with it, the interaction with the servers, it's just the greatest on Disney property. So, Mike took uh, Top of the World. I took Trader Sam's. Uh, Joe, coming to you, and you could see why I added the third one. I added it just for you. What are you oh, taking out of those three? This was tough, man. I, I'm literally going through the process of elimination in my head. So, first of all, Trader Sam's is absolutely amazing. Um, I get a little frustrated sometimes with how the process to get in there. I get a little frustrated sometimes when you know the valuable real estate is taken up by young guests who aren't able to partake in some of the things that go on in there. So it's, it's a frustrating process. So that would be the first one to go, but it is an amazing experience. And it is something that would take a brand new person who's never been to Disney world, uh, there for an experience. Uh, you hit the nail on the head, Justin outer rim for Jen and I, it's your basic little lounge. It's nothing great. Uh, Liz is fantastic. Who works there. Shout out to Liz. Uh, she's been a, a server there for years. Um, it's got a lot of memories for me. So do I pick based on memories or I pick based on functionality <laughs> so that everybody else can offer? So this is the way I look at it. Outer Rim, yes, it has great views of Bay Lake, you know, which a lot of people don't really appreciate Bay Lake, right? But it's it's very pretty. I like watching all the boats go by and all the ferries. Um, you've got kind of get a little bit of a view of the monorails going by and the beautiful Mary Blair uh, you know, mural, and you can pop in and out. However, you go to the top of the world, and based on it, it still has that little bit of a little bit of that exclusivity because it's for DVC members and guests and their guests. The views are fantastic of Bay Lake and of Seven Seas Lagoon and of the Magic Kingdom. Um, since the remodel's been done, I mean, the whole villains thing, it's okay. It's fine. Um, but the furniture is great in there. The atmosphere is great in there. Uh, you can go out on the balcony if you'd like. You could stay inside. So weighing the pros and cons, my heart says outer rim, but in all theory, it has to be top of the world has to stay. It's just, it's got a lot more going for it. Um, and yeah, it's, it, that's, I was surprised I was going to go out of room immediately, but I started thinking about it. It's like, you know what? It's really top of the world. If that were to go and Disney were to say, nope, we're not doing this lounge anymore. I would actually be pretty upset out of rim. Yeah. I got a lot of memories, but there's more pros than cons to top of the world. So I'm staying at top of the world. I love it. There we go. Top of the world stays uh, according to you two, which is fantastic. All right, let's move on. Look, that's if you're a, if you're a uh, you know new to Disney or you don't go to Disney very often, and especially if you're going with the kids, there's nothing more important than sitting down to a meal with some of your favorite characters. So I'm going to take you to some character dining on Walt Disney World property. Okay, uh, Joe, I'm coming right back to you. We're going Chef Mickey's, Ohana, or Cinderella's Royal Table. Only one can stay; the other two are gone forever. Okay, so you're saying Ohana breakfast? Yep, uh, with Stitch. So with you Stitch, have okay. Stitch's back. All right. Uh, Cinderella's World is about to be honest with you. I've never done it. Um, so I really can't speak to that. I know my niece and nephew absolutely love it, um, but I know it's super expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, you're eating inside the castle. I know that's kind of an experience. Um, I mean, I think Chef Mickey's is an iconic experience where, you know, you got the Fab Five in there. You got the monorail going through. It's kind of classic Disney, you know, from yeah. like the 90s on, right? Uh, and Ohana, yeah, listen, I love Lilo and Stitch. I think it's an underrated, uh, you know, film genre that it needs to, you know, be, have a little more attention put to it. I'm going to say I'm actually going to keep Cinderella's Royal Table. Even okay. though I haven't partaken it and the, the princesses aren't like my thing, I think it's an iconic um, look. The Mad Cinderella's Castle is one of the most photographed 
icons in the world. It's like a known fact. To be able to eat inside of there, inside of one of the most famous theme parks in the world, it's a cool experience that doesn't happen anywhere else. It's like be like if you could eat inside Spaceship Earth. You know what I'm saying? So That'd I'm gonna keep awesome. sitting. That would be amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, eat with the, with the Phoenicians. But uh, I'm gonna keep, even though it's something I haven't personally done. I think for the for the great scheme of everybody else, I'm gonna keep Cinderella's Royal Table. Ooh, okay, interesting, Mike. Yeah, I agree. Cinderella's Royal Table is the one that I wanted to keep. Also, um, I'm kind of disappointed. I know back when whew, Sammy was little on our first couple of trips. They were doing those um, those experiences where you would win, like you'd be the family of the day, and you would get a night in the castle, and they would put you mm-hmm. up for one night. Matter of fact, we were eating at Cinderella's royal table, and the family that was sitting next to us was they were the I guess the family of the day, and they were awarded a free night stay in there. Um, I wish there was more to see of the castle. Uh, eating at Cinderella's royal table was was a staple of our family when we the girls would do the bippity boppity boutique. So they would do the bippity boppity boutique, then they would have dinner in the castle. Now, I know that's not everybody's jam. You know, I mean, there are some boys out there and some girls out there that don't want to do the whole dress-up thing or not into the princesses. But the overall experience, even just as an adult, being able to eat in the castle, like Joe said, someplace that's so photographed so much that everybody it's it's the huge icon of the disney world franchise looking at that castle so i think that that's an important place to be able to uh kind of live out a fantasy you know just as much as you like to you know immerse yourself into the whole star wars world when you're on rise of the resistance to be able to immerse yourself in one of those storybook fairy tales of being in that castle i think is super cool so that's got to be the one that stays i cannot believe i'm saying this so I like Ohana a lot. I really love Stitch. Like Stitch is Stitch is awesome, and we'll talk about uh, Stitch here in just a little bit. He was going to come up. Uh, I promise you. Um, I I would have to get rid of Ohana first um, for that, but now it's between Chef Mickey's and Cinderella's Royal Table. Chef Mickey's is once again gets back to like my Pecos Bills thing. It's been around just forever. Um, it is Mickey and Mi- I mean, like you get like the most classic characters of all time, but there is something about eating inside the castle. And listen, I don't think the food is great at Cinderella's Royal Table. I think it's okay. It's fine. You're paying for the experience, not the quality of the food. I think it's, you know, it is what it is, but I mean, we've talked a lot on the show about how the Magic Kingdom has its, you know, it really is a miss when it comes to table service dining. Um, but being inside of that castle and, Having that moment where, you know, let's say 20,000 people are walking through the front gates and only 800 people that day are going to eat inside of that building. It's such an exclusive, you know, experience. And I tell people all the time, you know, I've got people that will want to book vacations and I tell them how important it is for us to do their dining at 60 days. And, you know, and some people don't, you know, don't get back to me or don't, you know, don't let me know kind of what they want or we don't, you know, I try to schedule times to talk to them and I try to say, guys, we got to do this right at 60 days if this is what we want to do. And, you know, if they don't, it's really hard to get outside of 6 a.m. at 60 days. Like, it really is. So, um, for me, I'm keeping Cinderella's Roll Table. I think that needs to be a staple forever. Can I? Do I think it could be overhauled? Yes, I do. I've done some really cool stuff in there. They did a villains meet and greet in there one time that we went to during Mickey's Not So Scary. Um, so, I think they could do a lot more with it. I think the food could be upgraded. You know, when you talk about going to some of these restaurants that are around Walt Disney World property inside the resorts, the food is so good that I think you could bring a chef in and really just nail that food. Um, but it's, it's even though the food's not my favorite, I still think that is a must, must have 
if you're talking about character dining on Walt Disney World properties inside that castle, that every single person, no matter how many trips you've done to Walt Disney World, you're taking that picture on Main Street with Cinderella's Ro- or with Cinderella's castle behind you. It's happening. So for me, I agree with you guys. Three for three, Cinderella's Roll Table stays Ohana Chef Mickey's. Out you go. Never to begin uh, seen again at Walt Disney World. All right, let's get to the hard one. Last one of the dining, okay? California Grill, Topolino's, Hoopty Doo Musical Review. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the old California Grill menu. Yeah, it's fine. Not that the, 50th is going to go yeah, away eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once that 50th menu is gone, California Grill is going to be the one for me. Uh, fireworks. Beautiful view, great food, op- the open kitchen dining. It, it's a it's a great dining experience. I think it's one of the one of the best when it's in its full swing. One of the best dining experiences you know on property. Uh, so I'm gonna go with California Grill. I'm keeping that one. Um, the other ones are fantastic. Like I said, this is like picking you know <laughs> picking which kid you like the best. <laughs> and um, California Grill is the one I'm gonna have to go with. Joe. All right. So Topolinos doesn't have the history that these other two. Uh, restaurants have so that's the first one to go even though Topolino's uh, is absolutely amazing I have yet to go there yet but I mean for everything that I've heard from all you guys about it uh, it's absolutely an amazing experience this one's tough because Hoopty Doo was gone for a really long time post pandemic and Mm -hmm. we were really upset that we were thought that we wouldn't get it back longest running stage show and what American history at one time whatever yep Um, however the theme that we've been talking about this whole show has been classic Disney. Like a lot of us are relating back to classic Disney, our childhoods growing up. And when you guys go to Magic Kingdom and you're on the monorail or you're on the ferry boat going to Magic Kingdom, you'll always hear somebody say, oh, that restaurant at the top of that hotel. It's, it's an iconic restaurant. Even though it's changed names a few times over the years, dining on top of Disney's contemporary resort it's part of the Disney World experience, and I agree. I want the, not the prefix menu, please, but the regular menu. Some of the, the food there is absolutely amazing, how the food rotates, the ingredients that they use. They bring in different chefs, the open kitchen. hoop to do absolutely amazing experience. The cast members are top-notch there. The show is funny, but the overall dining experience, you got to go with, 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 top, with, top, with the California Girl, excuse me. It's just, it's classic Disney Americana. It's very good food. It's a very good uh, a dining experience, and that's what you got. That's what you got to keep. Unfortunately, that's a tough this, one. This was the hardest one for me, legitimately the hardest one for me, because California Grill is my favorite Disney restaurant of all time. Topolino's is my favorite current Disney restaurant with the way California Grill's menu is for the fiftieth, with a prefix. Hoopty Doo is my favorite experience outside of the parks at Walt Disney World property, like. This is legitimately the one when I wrote it out, I thought, I don't know. I don't know. Like, flip a coin, pick a day if I'm going to be able to do this. I just did Hoopty Doo when we were down for DDP trip. I had so much fun. I laughed. Riley, you know, screaming more chicken. Like, the food is fantastic. The show is incredibly funny. Um, It's amazing. Topolino's, I think, is the greatest addition to the Walt Disney World menus in the last 15 years. It's that good. Like, it, it, the food is that good. It's the, the experience is great. I mean, you can still go out. You can see fireworks. You know, it's up top. It's on top of Riviera. Um, it's, it's really great. It's, it's, it's fancy, but it's Disney fancy. I mean, you can wear shorts and a polo, you know, or a sundress. But, guys, California Grill, for me, 
is the staple. I remember being a kid and, you know, staying off property or, you know, we stayed at Valley Resorts. And I remember passing the Contemporary or we would go eat at Chef Mickey's or somewhere. And I remember thinking, I'll never eat at that spot. Like, that's one of those places. And to, to, to get to go up there and have a nice glass of wine and have a nice meal and the quality of the service and the way they treat you like, you know, your family and then to watch fireworks you know go over cinderella castle as the music's pumped in it just doesn't get any better than that look it's we 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 agreed like top of the world you know you're talking about top of the world top of the world but with great food and great ambiance and you know it's it's just it's the best so for me i cannot believe i'm saying this i in california grill if you're listening right now get rid of the prefix menu because if you don't you will fall off this list completely um it's got to be California Grill. Got to be California Grill for me. Um, really hard to do though, because I love Topolinas. And if you've not done Hoopty Do, book it right now on your next vacation. It's it's fantastic. So that is dining, guys. Um, let's move on to character meet and greets. These I don't think are quite as hard. Um, we'll do the hardest last. Uh, I want to talk a little about Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. The event is going on, and people are uh, you know going to be going to this event over the next little bit. I looked up characters you can meet, um, and I also added in a character from the past. Um, to where you can go and see them. Mike, you have to keep one of these. I think that, I'm starting with you because I think this is the easiest for you. The other two go. Jack and Sally. Mm-hmm. The Seven Dwarfs. Or this year, they have Elvis Stitch that you can meet at the party. Uh, Jack and Sally. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't I take it. Wouldn't take you long. That's your that's yeah. your stable. That's you and Laura talking about her birthday coming up tomorrow. Yeah. That's your you know that's you too. Like you love that movie. You have tattoo and all that. So yeah. I knew I was like Mike. This one's gonna be easy for him. Uh, Joe, Jack, and Sally set this all seven dwarfs, which you can only do during the parties, uh, or Elvis Stitch. I'm gonna go with all seven dwarfs. Uh, that's my favorite character photo I've ever gotten. Was a couple years ago, pre-pandemic. Uh, Jen and I got our picture with all the seven dwarfs. There was no line for it. Could not believe that we just walked in and got it. Uh, even this past weekend, um, I was in uh, Artist Point and got my picture with Grumpy, and I was super excited about that. I love the seven dwarfs. We don't see them out too much. Uh, Elvis Stitch is pretty cool, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of of Elvis Stitch, but uh, yeah, seven dwarfs. It's gonna win it every day. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with seven dwarfs. Well, it's the second best photo I've ever done. Um, at Disney, the first one coming on Disney Cruise Line, where you do the crossing, either the transatlantic or the Panama Canal. It has to be a 14-night sailing to where they bring um, all the Fab Five and more onto the stage. I have it around here somewhere. I mean, it's downstairs for sure. I thought I had one up here. Um, but you get like nine characters in the photo with you, and you just don't get that anywhere else on Disney property. So, But for me, the Seven Dwarfs, I would love to see Elvis Stitch, though. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Jack and Sally. I love the movie. Um, I've taken that photo many times. It's a good one, but I can I can get rid of that. I would make me sad because it would make Mike sad, but I could get rid of it. <laughs> um, look, can't go to Disney and not see some Disney princesses. Joe, coming to you first, probably your least. Uh, you know, you don't do this very often. Uh, Mike and I both have daughters, so we've done this quite a bit over our our span of, of you know the last ten fifteen years. Ariel, Belle, or Cinderella. You have to uh, keep one, get rid of two. I mean, you got to keep Cinderella, man. I mean, like, just the story is classic. Uh, I love to get the picture with Cinderella in front of the castle to be fantastic in front of, you know, her, her house, whatever, right, for lack of a better term. But, I mean, you got to go with Cinderella. Just the story is amazing, and it's just it's classic Disney. Mike? Uh, I'm actually going to keep uh, – I'm going to keep – 
not Ariel, not Cinderella. I'm going to keep Belle. Uh, only reason why, that happens to be one of Laura and I's favorite movies with Beauty and the Beast. Um, that, that's one of Laura's favorite characters. And believe it or not, the kids were into Cinderella a little bit when they, when they were younger, but they were more into Belle. Uh, I have a lot more pictures of them in Belle costumes and outfits than I do Cinderella outfits. That was their go-to uh, favorite princess to dress up as. So as, as great as Cinderella is, I got to stick with Belle. Three people, three different opinions. I'm keeping Ariel. Ariel is a funner. It's a funner. Wow, look at me. Six years funner. of college. It's a funner. Um, it's a more fun interaction. She's a little more uh, playful, you know, whenever you're going back and forth with her, stuff like that. So I'm keeping Ariel. I Look, I the Bell um, meet and greet is, is a blast, but it's a little more proper. Cinderella, more proper. I like that you can kind of joke around with Ariel and have a good time. So uh, I'm keeping Ariel. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's get tough. Start with you, Joe. You can only pick one. The two don't just go away for this one time. The two go away forever. Forever. Ever. <laughs> Mickey. Minnie. Goofy. Oh, man. So it's funny because yeah, I'm a 42-year-old grown man, and I get nervous when I see Mickey Mouse still <laughs> to this day. <laughs> But if you were if you were to look at my my Disney experience profile, I have that big tall goofy guy as my icon. So I'm keeping Goofy. I love him. I can relate to him. I'm a little clumsy like him. Uh, I love his movies. Uh, I love the story behind him. I think he's got a great heart. Um, I know that the uh, villagers are pitching the you know the the, <laughs> the, the, the pitchforks. I'm getting rid of Mickey and Minnie. I just I love Goofy. I mean, um, yeah, that that's a that's a tough one, man. But yeah, I love Goofy, so I'm keeping Goofy, unfortunately. I'm sorry, I guys. like it, man. I like it. Mike? As the opening to our podcast goes every week, it all started with a mouse, and it has to. you can't get rid of the mouse. As soon as you said Mickey is the first one, it's, I, don't, I don't care what other characters, what else, whatever else is here, doesn't matter. Mickey's got to stay. It doesn't matter. Um, it all started with a mouse, and it's all got to eventually someday end with a mouse, uh, if it ever does end. But uh, Mickey's got to stay. 100%. No way. Big guy's there for good. I agree with Mike. I, look, I mean, I love Goofy. This is a tough one because I would really cry. If all of a sudden they just came out and they're like, there's no more Goofy, I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Um, I love Goofy, and I love Minnie. But, look, it started with Mickey when Walt lost Oswald, and he needed something to fill that void, and he came up with this little mouse who was a scrapper and a fighter and, you know, um, you know, fought for for the right things and, and, you know, went on to create just an iconic brand around uh, around this mouse. And without him, we don't have Walt Disney World. We don't have Disney movies. We don't have the Walt Disney World empire that we that we love. So for me, it's Mickey. You know, we've done a show before about how that whole thing comes up. Greg Woods is on about the whole thing about, you know, Disney losing the trademark yeah. for the mouse and whatnot. Could you imagine if by some chance they would have lost Goofy and Universal would have bought the rights and they could have like Goofy in the parks? And, they, and you know, and, you know if, if you're on Twitter at all, if you do the Twitter thing, Universal's always throwing shade at, 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 at Disney for stuff, you know, making fun of them about popcorn buckets and whatnot. Could you imagine if they were able to have Goofy in the parks and maybe have their character meet and greet of Goofy Universal, like have him like as a prisoner or in a cage or something and, you know, just completely pull him away from the <laughs> Disney franchise? 
Oh, man. I wonder how they're going to go about doing that. We that, If you've not listened to that show, go back and find it. I don't know what episode number it is off the top of my head, but the uh, the great Greg Woods um, came on and brought his legal mind to the show to talk about the uh, copyright uh, stuff that's going to be going on with Disney starting in the next few years and, and then going um, and just following along with character after character after character. So very interesting show that we did back a couple years ago. Um, let's move to Joe's Neck of the Woods. This is our fourth uh, little bit of this show. You can only you pick one. The other two have to go away forever. Let's start easy, okay? And we're going Disney Resorts. Uh, there are four different categories here. We did a value, a moderate, a deluxe, and then I've got a special one for you guys just to see what you think. So we're going to start with the value. Joe, Pop Century, Art of Animation, or All-Star Movies? I think I'm going to keep Pop Century. Um, I know the suites are better at Art of Animation per se. Uh, actually, you know what? <laughs> I got caught myself off guard a little bit there. I think I answered too. Well, first of all, All Star music is, is gone. All right, the, gone, anything yeah. All Stars. Hey, we we did a split stay on it. It's a great place. Uh, it's, it serves its purpose. But if you know these other two in our league of their own. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shift gears. I'm actually gonna keep Art of Animation. I think the theming in the Cars area is outstanding. Uh, the Little Mermaid area, even though that is like the 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 lower level of the rooms, it's the original you know pop centric rooms that were never built, are still really nice, really well themed. Um, the Lion King area is absolutely amazing. Kind of forgot about that. Get my picture taken with Pumbaa and stuff. Mm-hmm. The the big blue pool is, but the music when it does work is absolutely amazing. The Art of Animation food court, as me and Dave have said, it's a great place to go. Um, I can't believe I actually said Pop Century before I actually uh, before I answered Art of Animation, but it's also got access to the Skyliner. Yeah, it's Art of Animation all day. Um, I just wish the prices were a little bit better, but uh, yeah, I'm keeping Art of Animation. Art of Animation after talking himself out of, uh, right. out of Pop Century there. Mike, how are you going? Yeah, Art of Animation. I was surprised Joe said Pop. Yeah, I answered a little sure too quick, that? Mike. Sorry about and that. Then, uh, <laughs> so I'm glad, he, I, I'm glad he right the ship on that one because uh, Art of Animation is definitely the, the better one. Uh, we've always said, surprisingly, that it is even considered one of the value resorts because it really isn't um, when it comes to pricing, when it comes to you know all of the amenities that they have and uh, availability they have. So Art of Animation, if you're keeping a value resort, it's got to be the one to stay. I love it, guys. Three for three on this one. I'm going Art of Animation as well because love Pop Century. I love All-Star Movies. I think All-Star Movies has some of the best uh, photographic experiences for young kids on any Walt Disney World resort. Larger than life, animation, you know, brought to life. But so does Art of Animation. Um, you know, like you were saying, the suites are a game changer for larger families. Not a lot of places on Walt Disney World property can larger families go for a, you know, reasonable price per night to stay together in one place. Um, so that's a game changer. Maybe we were talking about it uh, not too long ago. The best quick service on Disney property is at Art of Animation. Um, you know, Dave was even saying he takes some of his, his guests over there, you know, because it's that good, all the different choices that they have. So for me, Art of Animation, it stays. Moving on. This one, this is the one I almost left it off. But I thought, you know what? A lot of people love the moderate resorts. And so we need to throw it in there and we need to talk moderate resorts. I don't stay at the moderates very often. I either stay at the values or I stay DVC. Um, But let's talk moderate resorts because it is a place for a lot of families. And they are thinking, I know my favorites. So I'm I'm ready to get yours. Uh, Mike, I'm coming to you first. Mm -hmm. Caribbean Beach. Coronado. Or Port Orleans, one stays, two go away forever. 
I'm only going to say Port Orleans because I don't have a lot of experience with the moderate resorts, uh, and that's one that we've stayed at. I liked it. I know Caribbean Beach. I stayed at once, and I remember the where it was. It was a hike to get to the bus. It was kind of a, it was overwhelming where we were. We didn't really know it that well. So um, yeah, so I'm going to eliminate the other two and go with Coronado. Coronado uh, or Port Orleans? I mean, Port Orleans. Port Orleans. Yeah, Port Orleans. Joe. Uh, gonna, Caribbean Beach, Coronado, Port Orleans. I'm going with Coronado. Uh, even even pre uh, pre tower being built, um, you know, Port Orleans, French Quarter, Versailles, great resorts, fantastic theming. Uh, you know, access to uh, the Saskatchewan River, downtown. Uh, or, sorry, Disney Springs. Uh, Caribbean Beach has made a uh, really big comeback with the extension of the skyliner there. Kind of made the resort a little bit smaller with the Riviera being built there. Uh, but Coronado, for a number of reasons. Number one, I still like the theming there. Number two, I think the pool's great there. The, the I think it's a big dig site pool, whatever it's called, with the big pyramid, uh, is pretty cool there. Uh, restaurants are great as there. The lounges, um, and also too is the one thing that's underrated about Coronado Springs is the location. It's super easy to get to and from parks from that resort for some reason. I think it's where it's located on World Drive. It's a short jump to Epcot and to uh, Hollywood Studios right there, right down uh, Buena Vista Drive. It's a quick left turn onto World Drive. You're right the Magic Kingdom. When we stayed there, it was very easy to, that the buses didn't seem like a really big chore. So that was a big plus for us. We really enjoyed our stay when we stayed there. So uh, now with the with the new tower being built, um, it's like a essentially a moderate plus. I know it gets a bad rap sometimes with the conventions being held there. It doesn't feel as Disney with all the businessmen walking around, but I think that could be like, uh, that could be really pushed aside. So I'm saying Coronado is, uh, is the one we're going to keep. I've stated all three of these and um, I'm actually, look, Three people, three different opinions. I'm going to take Caribbean Beach. I have access to the Skyliner Gondola, which is a game changer uh, for me. The fact that I can get to Epcot and Hollywood Studios that quickly. Um, and the other Disney resorts that are attached to the to the gondola service. Um, and I love the bright buildings, the theming, the over-the-top um, kind of just fun music playing. I love Caribbean Beach. So uh, for me, it's Caribbean Beach. Moving on, we're talking deluxe resorts. There's going to be some left out of here, and you're going to think why, and you'll see in the future. Um, three deluxe resorts. Uh, Joe, I'm coming to you first. You can only pick one. Other two go away forever. Beach Club, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Wilderness Lodge. Oh. So you're going to find this very surprising. I'm, I'm keeping Wilderness Lodge. Ooh, okay, why? I went there this past week. You went just to there a couple Point. days ago. Yeah, yeah I went there a couple Yeah, it was, uh, Went to Artist Point for dinner. Uh, I, w- I wish we still did. So original good. Artist How Hawaiian, good is that mushroom soup, dude? I don't eat mushrooms though, but I did have a, a vegetarian uh, alternative. Actually, was fantastic. So they did have some alternatives for me since I don't eat mushrooms. Um, the food's um, actually you know really that, good. You know that mushrooms aren't an animal, right? I understand that. You said a vegetarian substitute. Well, because that, that, that was the only option that he gave me. So <laughs> like, we can bring you a vegetarian option. So that's fine. As long as it's Joe's not mushrooms. Like, no murder mushrooms. No murdering mushrooms. <laughs> Leave the mushrooms alone. So Beach Club, listen, Beach Club is great. The pool's great. The location's fantastic. I understand that. Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, obviously the Savannah, it's absolutely amazing. Um, but the reason why I keep Boulder's Lodge is, number one, is you could get rid of Animal Kingdom Lodge. You still have the Savannah. You have that experience in Animal Kingdom Park itself. So you're not losing that experience there. Beach Club, you still got other resorts around that area. So you could still stay at Boardwalk or Yacht Club and still get that walk to the studios or to Epcot. But Wilderness Lodge, I walked in there the other night. I parked the car. And I was like, man, I love the theming of this resort. It's set by itself still. Uh, it's just got that homey really nice feeling it's kind of like when we talk about old key west where the people that are there 
went out of their way to go there. Either they're there for dinner or they're there to stay there as, as resort guests. There's not a lot of looky, 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 looky lose. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's got that great feeling. I think the theming is fantastic. It's when really Disney put a lot of thought into that theming. The lobby is absolutely amazing. Uh, we sat there with, you know, in the rocking chairs while waiting for our table at Artist Point. I love it. I walked out. I actually posted on my social saying, I absolutely love this place. So I'm keeping Wilderness Lodge. I know it may surprise a lot of people, hmm. but yeah, that's what I'm keeping. Does shock me. I love Wilderness Lodge. I'm gonna anyway. T-shirt that says, uh, "I'm not a guest here. I'm just a looky loo," and uh, you know you can wear it when you go around resort hopping. Uh, Mike Beach Club. I think I know this answer. Beach Club, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Wilderness Lodge. Uh, Keeping Animal Kingdom for sure. It's uh, my home resort. It's my favorite resort. You have the Sanaa Bread Service. You have Boma. You have Zebra Domes. You have the Jamba House Lobby. You have two amazing pools. You have the Kidani Village if you want a little bit of a privacy as a DVC member. And you have the Savannah. It's got, it checks a lot of boxes. I've said it before, and I'll stick to my guns. If that resort was any other place in, in the, the country, that would be a vacation in itself, uh, just going just going and spending time at that resort. So that is definitely going to be my one that has to stay. Wilderness Lodge is definitely my next second, and then uh, Beach Club would be my third. But I have to stick with my my guns and stick with my animal kingdom being the best resort out there i am gonna agree with mike i'm keeping animal kingdom lodge because i don't think there's anywhere else in the united states you can have that experience you can sit on your balcony have a cup of coffee have a beverage and look out over um the savannah and see giraffes and zebras and, and all the animals that you see it's just such a unique experience that walt disney world created you know with a uh, with a with a resort is it really is second to none um, if it was closer, and I understand why it can't be, if it was closer to the other parks, it would be my favorite resort by far because it's just it's such a journey to get to the other three parks. Uh, with that said, let's do that. I think this one will be the hardest one. Okay, This is the last resort, and then we have one more. Uh, we're going on the monorail, the Poly, the Contemporary, Grand Floridian. Mike, I'm coming to you first. You can only keep one of these. It's going to change the Disney skyline forever when you're in the Magic Kingdom. The Poly, the Contemporary, or the Grand Floridian. One stays, the other two are demolished. I think the Poly has to stay. I think the Poly, the theming, the pool area, the fire going off, you know, on the torches, the uh, restaurants they have there. I just think it's amazing. I just think it's one of the best um, resorts. Grand Floridian has that beautiful ambiance. Contemporary, yes, it's got its its history. It's one of the first resorts. It's got the monorail going through when you're you know sitting in the lobby. It's very cool, but the poly for me has to stay. Joe, so I've had some of my best vacations staying at the Grand Floridian uh, with my cousins and my family. Uh, great, great memories there. Love the theming, uh, you know, like elegance. Uh, the contemporary, it's got that 70s and 80s classic vibe. Uh, we've talked about how much we love Top of the World. Uh, you know, California Grill outer rim but if you've listened to my other episode of split stays or how upset i was about lou alco being demolished and the homewood suites being built next to uh the polynesian it is the most amazingly themed disney resort ever built um it is the only resort that jen and i could walk around at night and just enjoy the you know first of all the show at like six o'clock when they light the torches enjoy you know the little pathways you know the the tiki torches being lit the polynesian music uh, the food is fantastic there. I love it, man. I just I would be if they ever just demolished the Polynesian, I'd be heartbroken. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep the Polynesian. You know what's funny? When I started, when I looked at this list, and I started thinking about it, 
I mean, your brain goes, well, you got to keep the contemporary. It's, it's, it's such a unique building. It's such a unique monorail going through it, you know, ingenuity and, and, you know, the engineering it took for that, uh, to be built and the way it is the backdrop of Tomorrowland and it works perfect. And, but you know what, like I never really spend much time there. So would I keep that one? And then I went to the Grand Floridian. I'm like, one, it's my home. It's my other home resort other than Bay Lake Tower. Um, I love it. It's the flagship resort of Walt Disney World property. It is what I remember on commercials. I remember once again passing it and being like, I'll never stay there. That's one of those places that's just, you know, it's the opulence, the beauty when you walk in, the the lobby, the piano playing, the smell. And I thought, you got to keep that. And then... I stayed at the Polynesian for the first time ever back in probably 2011. I walked in and not that I had, I had been to the Polynesian before as a kid, but never stayed there. And you guys both nailed it from walking around that property with the tiki torches lit and the music playing and the breeze coming off of the water and the sand. And you can sit there and watch fireworks with your feet in the sand uh, over you can see the electric water pageant go by but not only that you can go have incredible food that's unique only to that resort you can have dole whips and also it has something that the other two places don't have it has a unique pool that tells a story in itself the grand floridian pool is fine it's got the waterfall i love the monorail going behind it i would put it number two behind the polynesian if we're talking on the monorail loop the contemporary pool is very basic it is a pool um, they have the geyser in the middle that you are not allowed to touch. That is a very interesting thing. We've talked about that on previous shows. So for me, it's got to be the poly. I think, and that's why I think too, Joe, I was so upset about, you know, the Best Western being built, you know, right there on poly property. You know, it's just, it's infuriating. Um, so I really, <laughs> I really do think that that resort, if I am only keeping one, I'm actually demolishing the Grand Floridian. I'm demolishing Bay Lake Tower. I'm no longer a DVC member because those are my two home resorts. Um, and I am at the Polynesian. I love it. I think it's a, it's a staple for for Disney. It has to be there forever. Opening day resort as well. Last thing, last thing. Um, there's only one of these, and so, but I had to put it on here. Modes of transportation. Okay. So one thing for a lot of families, they're coming to Walt Disney World and they think, how am I going to get around Disney property? I don't have a car. And there's really a bunch of modes of transportation you can use. I left buses off because we would automatically know the one that would go first if we had to put a Disney bus on there. So here are your choices. One stays, the other go, the other two go. Um, Joe, I'll come to you first. Monorail, the Disney boats, or the Disney Skyliner. One stays, the other go. I mean, I'm keeping the monorail. It's, it's, the monorail is almost second to Cinderella's Castle of iconic Walt Disney World icons. I mean, they make merchandise off of the monorail. Um, I'm hurting. I want a new fleet of monorails more than anything. Um, if I could have one wish for Walt Disney World, if I if I had an unlimited budget, and I said, Joe, you could do anything. You could make a, th- a fifth part, a fifth gate. You could do, you know, you could do uh, another DVC. Resort. I would actually extend the monorail loop. That would be like my one wish have the monorail go everywhere if i could so it's something that it's it's tired right now it's it's broken down it's got its issues um they're doing the best they can with refurbing it but it's still something that we all try to do at least once a trip we all do it we may not admit it all the time but we all try to ride the monorail at least once we all love uh you know the recordings we've all listened to them 
Uh, we all love the stench of the of the monorail after a, a long day in the Magic Kingdom or in Epcot. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's one of those things you, I could never. I'd be sad if I saw a monorail track with no monorails on it anymore. So I'm keeping the monorails. Interesting, Mike. Uh, monorails have to stay. Every Disney commercial from when I was a kid that made me want to go uh, featured Epcot with the monorail coming out or uh, some kind of signage with you know the. Uh, the monorail going in front of you know Magic Kingdom, uh, that was way before the other two parks were built. Um, so the monorail has been a staple since day one. It's a fantastic mode of transportation. Uh, like Joe said, it definitely needs some refurbishment, definitely needs a little bit of updating, definitely needs some new cars. But I would say that the monorail has to stay. Surprisingly, you left off buses, though, because out of all of those things, buses is the only transportation on there that actually gets you to everywhere. Yeah. Um, the other ones are a little bit limited. You know, you can't get everywhere with the gondolas. You can't get everywhere with the boats. Um so yeah, surprised you left the buses. If off I put because, buses, would you have selected buses? Um, it would have been between that and monorail. Really? I would put okay. That over the other two, yeah, only because that's your be all end all. If you're there and you don't have a car, you don't have any other way to get around. Your bus is your transportation that will get you anywhere to on property. As 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 ugly as they are, as slow as they can be, as unreliable as they can be, um, it's the one and only mode of transportation that gets you to each and every single part of the parks. Interesting. So Joe, Joe probably, well, I'm still going through, you know, tragic, uh, uh, tragic bus experience back there at one of my last, uh, <laughs> my last time at Walt Disney World a couple weeks ago. So Joe saved the day, came and saved me. Um, guys, I can't believe I'm saying this because I do not ride them anymore. And that's the monorail. I don't ride the monorail when I'm on Disney property. I, I just, I don't know. For me, I enjoy the boats more if I'm going anywhere around, um, the monorail loop or the magic kingdom or over you know i i just i enjoy i enjoy riding the boats i think it's relaxing great picture opportunities it's fun um but with that said i think that once again the monorail means more to the walt disney world property than the boats or the skyliner does boats and the skyliner the skyliner is a much more reliable way to get around um i just i but you have to have the monorail i mean it's people literally ride the monorail as an attraction not just a mode of transportation and so i think the monorail is the most important if i'm picking modes of transportation around disney property then that's what i'm picking you know, we talked about a lot of things that we were going to get rid of. You know, we were going to keep this. We were going to keep this resort. We were going to keep that. But the one thing we're not going to get rid of is having an amazing time with our family and taking pictures of those great things. So as long as you're there, take pictures of the things that we're going to get rid of so we'll have those memories to cherish all the time. Take those pictures. Put them on our Facebook page. You know why? Because we have an amazing DDP family that has some great pictures. It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Joe, since it's been a while since I've seen you, why don't you give me what's your pick of the week? Sure, my pick of the week, and we on this show we talked a lot about reminiscing our childhood experiences at Walt Disney World, and I kind of correlated that to my pick of the week this week. Uh, so it goes to Charles Murray. He's down in Walt Disney World with his son right now, and one of the pictures is actually it's a, sh- a short video of his son driving the Grand Prix Raceway cars uh, in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom, and that's something when I was a small kid, I loved being around racing. You guys all know that. 
And that's like the one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to be old enough to drive the car by myself or at least have my dad with me while I did it. And I felt like a race car driver. And it looks like his son is having the same experience that I had when I was a child. And it just that brings a smile to my face seeing that there's another generation doing the same thing that I did. So for that, uh, Charles gets my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Before I give you my pick, uh, it's funny you mentioned Charles. I'm going to be with Charles tomorrow uh, evening. Charles and I are going to see the great, the fantastic Weird Al Yankovic here in Charleston. Wow. Yeah, so he contacted me. He's like, I have an extra ticket. You want to go? I was like, let's roll, man. I can I can sing some uh, Amish Paradise and all that. Let's roll. <laughs> um, here we go. My pick is Ashley Hamill. Um, she's a quick trip report. They did a one-night, one-park uh, with Park Hopper um, with her seven-year-old. He, she said, strollers are must. Ashley, I agree, man. Uh, we just got rid of ours like a year ago, and Riley just turned 10. Um, so it would have hopped off four parks. It stayed cloudy, um, but they wanted to go back and rest. So I think that's great. Look, And they, she went through her entire day, um, had just an awesome, awesome, awesome time. And so I absolutely love the pictures, love the uh, picture from Guardians, and love that you had a great time and creative memories together that you guys will cherish for a long, long time. So awesome. Love it. Mike, how about you, bud? Very cool. Uh, my pick is going to go to another Ashley, and she is down there rocking out the Magic Kingdom with her daughter and one of her friends right before school. They're having a great trip. Uh, my picture is going to be the one where they're doing the uh, progression of a Beverly, uh, and they're doing that. It's one of my favorite things to do with people that I come to the park for the first time or uh, even when you know what to expect, uh, it's nice to get in there, cool off a little bit, and have that drink. So uh, also a very cool picture because we love when the DDP family gets together. Ashley got to take a picture with the one and only, the great Rick Reagan. They were having at a breakfast this morning. So not only did she get a great picture with Rick, but Donald was in the picture too. So you kind of have a bunch of my pictures. Uh, Ashley, fantastic pictures, and you have my pick of the week. I absolutely love it. Another time that you can get pictures with some of the DDP Today family is coming up September the 14th through the 18th down at Universal. Mike will be there with me, um, and there's a ton of other people joining as well. Of course, Dan Rossi. For the first Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear, contact us at show at awaywithmetravel.com to get your quote today. Also, some news about the Universal Unleashed show. It is one of our side shows. You know we do a lot of stuff. Um, that is a show on its own now, guys. It is still a part of the DDP Today family, um, but you, it has its own feed. It will not be coming up on the DDP Today feed anymore. Um, the shows actually will be coming off the DDP Today feed. DDP today will be strictly Disney. Nothing, not Disney coming on that feed for you to listen to and uh, interact with. If you want to go over and check out some Universal content, which we'll be adding to uh, quite a bit, Universal Unleashed on anywhere you can find. Uh, well, pretty much anywhere. We're still waiting on some approvals from Google and a couple others. Um, but Apple right now is already approved. You can find Universal Unleashed there, and you can check out all the content over there. So make sure to go and do that. Um, of course, come and join us on Facebook. You know we talk about Picks of the Week. That is where we get all our Picks of the Week at DDP Today Podcast Family on Facebook. Come join us. Come be a part of that family. Come post your memories and interact with the great family. It is all positive all the time, which we love, and we would love to see you there. If you love us and you love what we're trying to do, trying to create a positive place to talk Disney each and every week, you can help us out by slapping us five stars. Give us that virtual hug. It helps us grow the show and helps us reach more and more people around the world each and every week to try to bring a little bit of joy to their life. So we appreciate you for that. And last but not least, patron family, we have an amazing show for you tonight. We are going to be talking about if we could take any five items from Walt Disney World, has to fit in your house, but you could take it, and Disney says, it's okay, you can have that. You know, we're not going to prosecute you. You can have that. It's for you for being such an amazing Disney fan your entire life. 
what items, what five items would we take from Walt Disney World property to put into our homes? And if you would like access to be able to listen to that show or even watch that show, click on that link right below. Become a Patreon member. For as little as $2 a month, you can become a Patreon member. Not only support the show, but you can also get that extra content weekly. And uh, look, depending on what tier you choose, you get some merchandise, get some video aspects. We do live events over there. Get the private Facebook group. Lots and lots of options. There is a monthly and a yearly option you can choose. So go over and do that right now. I think I have hit everything, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this. I did not tell you what we were going to be doing today. So I hope you enjoyed going through some of the things where we pick one, get rid of two, and uh, we kind of saw how we changed Walt Disney World property forever in our minds. And I hope that the DDP Today family then goes and is able to do this with your family. And let us know on our Facebook page what you choose. Which one was the hardest? We can't wait to hear how this goes for you guys. Hopefully there's not too many arguments around the dinner table. Guys, Closing words before we head over to Patreon. Mike, start with you. Uh, fantastic time talking about this tonight. Great idea, Justin. Uh, the hardest one for me was the first one. Uh, that, that's how it was going to go between Splash, Haunted Mansion, and Pirates. That, that was a real tough one. Um, don't look at us in, the, in a different light because it was just all for fun. Uh, I, I'm still bothered me that I would say the Haunted Mansion would go. I'm, 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 that's, I'm not going to sleep well tonight because of that. So, uh, but, but either way, uh, I had a great time talking about that. I hope I don't start too many family fights in your own family. And I hope you guys have some great dinner time conversation and more importantly, some great family time with your friends, family, and just your loved ones. And uh, I had a great time talking about it with you guys. Love it. Joe? Well, the good news is is that everything that we got rid of magically just comes back now. So it's it's all good. All is right in Disney World, which is great. I uh, love talking with you guys about this. I'm so glad uh, after a week of hard training and being in a classroom, I could let my mind relax and just have a great show with you guys here. Uh, absolutely love spending time with you guys and looking forward to spending time with our Patreon members and uh, family. So uh, Patreon, stand by. You guys are up next. DDP Today family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Make somebody smile. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that is a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.